Hi guys, welcome to the Business and Remote Work podcast brought to you by Vishup. I'm your host Crispino and we are and we would like to welcome Andrew onto our show today. Andrew is a public speaker, rapid sales and accountability coach based out of New York who loves to help people overcome their obstacles and improve themselves. So, thank you for joining us Andrew. It's great to have you on the show here with us. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. You're excited for the wonderful hosting that you have. Thanks Andrew. Thank you. So I must say I was very intrigued by your profile and I did not know much about an accountability coach to be honest with you before I stumbled across your profile. So before we start off with the episode could you like just tell our viewers and listeners what exactly is an accountability coach? Yeah, so an accountability coach is someone who helps others not get distracted as much. Um as I like to say I'm kind of like accountability for ADHD. Uh we all know that there are a lot of things out there as far as what to do, when to do it, how to do it. There's a thousand different ways to be successful and yet it's if you don't have someone holding you accountable to actually getting things done, you don't make yeah. any progress. And it's just like uh. the phrase that the person who chases two rabbits catches none. And so I'm here to make sure you get that rabbit and grow a successful business and make more money in the process. Dude, I think I need an accountability coach then because after watching every Gary Vaynerchuk video, <laughs> I'm yeah. all pumped up and ready to go until the next day when there's no accountability. So I guess yeah, maybe I need an accountability coach myself as well. <laughs> oh, everyone does. I I need one too and it, and that, that's the thing is it's okay to understand that we want goals, we want a lot of success, but to make sure people actually help us reach them, that's what I'm here for. Mm. That's what I'm passionate about it. You know, after doing so many coaching programs and getting so many mentors, um it wasn't until accountability was actually implemented that progress was made. Hmm. So who are the kind of people that usually come to you? Like is there a particular kind of people? Yeah, I love helping other people in the coaching space. I love helping people who run their own uh businesses, who have an offer. Um I'm currently helping people uh, create their own production company, build a uh, professional business brand to negotiate for themselves. Um so mm-hmm. people essentially come to me and they say, "Andrew, I know what I want. I know what my goals are, but I I need to figure out how I can stay focused and actually be more productive and negotiate my way to getting paid more money." And that's where I mm-hmm. come in and I say, "Okay, let's make sure you actually get it done." And then voila, they make it happen. That's it. And how do you find these clients? Like how do they come to you? How do they reach out to you? Yeah, there's a variety of ways to get clients. Um a lot of them is through social media content posting, so I do value mm-hmm. ads in social media and then I do a call to action for people to come and work with me. Um I also get clients through referrals by helping clients that achieve their success. They refer me to their friends and family saying, "Oh my gosh, you got to work with Andrew." Um and I also get clients through attending networking events <clears> or <throat> speaking. So, there's a, there's a few different ways I get clients and uh, the social media is definitely one of the main ones. Nice, nice. You also do public speaking, right? So, what, what what's your kind of expertise in the public speaking area? Yeah, so actually got involved in public speaking when I was in college. Um, I did an organization called Toastmasters. I'm not sure if you've heard of okay. Toastmasters before. They're one of the world's biggest public speaking organizations. And right out of the gates, you know, I, I was coming in all confident, saying, "Oh, I'm a good public speaker. I know what I'm doing." I entered yeah. a competition in my first year. I got second place out of two people. And <laughs> so I'm going, "Wow, I'm really bad." <laughs> and so the next year I improved my craft. I became president of the club. Um I got voted the top public speaker in all of Central and Southern Oregon at 22 years old. 
and I'm going, okay, I'm onto something here. And from that, I was able to give a work a job where I was able to travel around the entire state of Oregon and the USA, gave over yeah. a thousand presentations in three years, teaching other wow. people how to develop their professional and business skills and really hone mm -hmm. my craft of figuring out not only how to get booked, but how to sell from stages as well. Yeah. So what led you down the career path of being an accountability coach? Because that's not something that you'd find like, you know, everywhere. It's a very unique niche. So what led you down that career path? Yeah. So what led me down that path was uh, I did a program by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And uh, mm -hmm. one of the things he talked about is the importance of sprint goals. And mm -hmm. while he was talking about that, he was talking about the psychology of the human brain is we mm -hmm. would rather not lose something than gain something. And mm -hmm. so when people say, oh, I want a new house, I want a new car, they want to gain those things, but they don't want to lose watching less Netflix. They don't want to lose getting outside of their mm -hmm. comfort zone. And so mm -hmm. what I discovered is that when people have to use accountability to get outside their comfort zone, it works. And I want to find mm -hmm. the solution that no matter how many times we get in our own, our own head, no matter how many times we look for excuses, if we have accountability in place, there's no such thing as excuses. Because how many mm -hmm. times have people gotten up in the morning and going, oh, I don't know if I want to get out of bed today. Or if they told themselves, oh, I, I'm, I'm not going to eat cookies. But when they see the delicious uh, plate of fresh baked chocolate chip cookies, they go, okay, I guess I can uh, make an yeah. exception this one time. If they don't have accountability in place, they're going to keep falling into the same pattern, same routines again and again. And yeah. so what I discovered is that when you have people lose something, so what I do is I have people mm. put down a bet on themselves. They put down money in the pot per se. They only get that mm -hmm. money back once they complete a certain amount of tasks over a period of time. And that way the psychology of our brain mm -hmm. goes, oh, I can actually have the opportunity to get this thing back. And I'm Bro. actually working towards my goals in the process. Um, and so that's essentially how it works. And obviously not everyone's motivated by money. So we find what they are motivated by, have them sign a contract to show we're serious about this. And in the contract, it says, like, even if zombies start attacking, even if you wake up out of bed and trip and break your leg, you're still going to accomplish the task for the day because that's how important this accountability is for your goals being reached. Interesting. Interesting. I'm thinking of drawing up a contract for myself now. <laughs> you should. Definitely. Happy to talk more about that. Yeah. Nice. So how do you, how do you track results, Andrew? Like, how do, you, uh, how do you make sure your clients are following everything to the T? when you're not yeah. watching. So that's kind of the beauty of the program. Um, yeah, I know, I know this is an audio podcast, so I, I would share my screen and talk about how it works, but I'll, I'll do my best to show it visually. So what I've discovered is that in, in various coaching programs, people usually need to usually know the pace they're able to go for themselves. Like, you know, for a, a single mom has four kids working a full-time mm -hmm. job. She's like, listen, I only have about 30 minutes to an hour in the morning or in the evening, maybe to work on my business stuff. Other mm -hmm. people, you know, they might be living at home with their parents. They, they, they're good. They're, they're chilling. And uh, not, not to um, ding people for that, but, you know, it probably means you have extra time on your hands. You're like, you know what? I got to move out of my parents' house. I'm ready to start making money. I can put two or three hours every single day towards building a business. So the first mm -hmm. thing we do is we discover what, do, what can people agree to do that they know is mm -hmm. going to make progress towards their goals. And it might be a time commitment. It might say, I need, I need to make at least 15 conversations with someone every single day. And of course, mm -hmm. the beauty of all this is it's compound habit stacking because 15 mm -hmm. people a day times five people a week, that's about 60 people. And then do that over a month, that's about 240 people. Um, mm -hmm. And you have 240 more conversations you would have had um, than you normally wouldn't essentially. 
Um, mm. So essentially, we have a habit tracker, and every single day, you have to say how you made progress towards your goals. And is that an you, app? You track it on yeah. an app, or so I use uh, Discord at the moment. Um, okay. And okay. so it's, it, for those listening, Discord is essentially like Slack, where you can organize different channels yeah. of how you want to communicate with people. So we have yeah. a goals channel, so you can tangibly see what your goals are. You have a uh -huh. commitment channel, so you can tangibly write down how you're going to make progress towards your goals every single day. And then we have the mm. accountability channel, where every single day before midnight, and I recommend at a consistent time each day, you say, "Here's what I did to make progress towards my goals." And what's so cool of that is that a lot of people at the end of the month they look back and go, "Geez, what did I actually accomplish this month? I don't feel like I actually did anything." But when you're mm -hmm. using this app and you type in every day how you made progress towards your goals, it's really cool to look at your month's progress and go, "Wow, I built a whole new website. Wow, I did ten negotiations. Wow, I was able to mm -hmm. raise my prices from $100 an hour to $200 an hour." And so, it really mm -hmm. is helpful for tracking every little thing because I'm I'm Mr. Tangible, and that's a lot of mistakes people make when they do goal setting as well. Is I want to lose weight. I want to write a book. I want to make more money. Okay, yeah. how much? How many pounds do you want to lose? How long is your book going to be? How much more money are you mm -hmm. going to make in what a period of time? So it really makes sure everything is tangible, everything is tracked, and you're going to mm -hmm. get results whether you want to or not. So tracking is the key. Yeah, tracking is the key. Hundred hundred percent. Yeah, it's just like it. it's just like when I tell uh, my little brother, "Hey, if you're serious about gaining weight, track your calories. If you're not tracking your calories, what, uh -huh. what's the point?" I think it's in the finer details. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you think are the biggest challenges that entrepreneur fa entrepreneurs face these days? Definitely, like I said, like being distracted. It, it's so easy to have think that there is always a new way to be successful. When if you were mm -hmm. to stick to one thing, you could crush it at that one thing. And you know, classic examples like, oh, do I do webinars? Do I do Facebook ads? Do I go on TikTok? Do I go on Instagram? Do I just post on Twitter? And the answer is pick one of those that you like the most and just focus on that and hammer it down and be the, one of the best experts you can be in that space. Because if you were to read five books on webinar practices, watch 10 YouTube videos, talk to five people who are crushing it in the space, you're going to figure mm -hmm. out how to crush it too. Versus if you try and go mm -hmm. 10 directions at once, try and catch 10 bunnies at once, you're not going to mm -hmm. get any bunnies, you're not going to get any clients. So that's definitely one yeah. of the biggest challenges that people have. So how, how does one cut off the noise? Like there is so much of information out there. There are so many different gurus giving out different knowledge or pieces of advice, reels, short form content that we consume every day. So how does one cut off the noise and focus on what's necessary for them? I'd say it goes back to figure out what you're good at, what you enjoy doing, what serves mm -hmm. the world, and what you can make money from. Um, there's a concept called Ikigai, where essentially it's the perfect harmony of, of all those things: is what you're good at, what serves the world, um, mm -hmm. what's what fulfills you, and what can make you money. And so, if you can find the center of those things, then just focus on that and keep hammering it home. Like for me, it's accountability, it's public speaking, it's it's, it's serving others, it's um, making sure people are, are are successful while I'm building my own brand and career. Um, mm -hmm. And so that, that's what I'd say is very very essential. Yeah. So, say you have an entrepreneur as a client, a startup entrepreneur, and he has a goal to grow his business. So, what kind of matrix do you set up for him, or like, how do you measure his success? Yeah. So each each person is different, you know, and that, that's what I've, I've kind of experienced. And uh, goes back to why I created my accountability program, as I felt like when I joined other programs, I kind of get, just got put into a machine model where they're like, "All right, congrats mm -hmm. on joining the program. Here's all the content. Good luck." 
when in mm. reality, a lot of people have different scenarios, different situations, different skill sets. And if those aren't properly addressed to each individual person, then people get lost in the crowd. Um, mm -hmm. And so it goes back to if I'm working with a startup entrepreneur client, I would say, what are your skill sets? Do you love writing more? Do you love speaking more? Do you love podcasting more? What, what are you good at? What do you enjoy doing? And then I help them brainstorm how to monetize. You know, for mm -hmm. example, for this podcast, I would say, okay, Crispino, how can we get you some more podcast sponsors? How can we build you a business that when people listen to your podcast, they're going to want to work with you? How can we figure out how to get you an affiliate program so that when people listen to your podcast, they buy a product, you get credit for it. There's so many ways to, to monetize a podcast or how can we get you to start charging for guests to bring guests onto your show? Um, mm -hmm. And so it goes back to, we wanna help you discover based on your skill sets, based on your, your strengths, how can we leverage that to help you grow your business and then talk about what's your accountability plan gonna look like? Like, do you need to work on your business for 30 minutes a day, an hour per day? Do you need to make 10 pitches to 10 different sponsor, um, sponsors every single day? So you have over, um, was that yeah over over 100 per month and so mm. it goes back to i work with each person's skill sets seeing what they're good at and helping them leverage those to help them see their values so they can charge what they're worth mm, interesting so is there something that you focus on in particular being an accountability coach um what, what do you mean by that like is there any particular kind of a framework that you keep in mind when you're uh, when you're working with a client? Um, it goes back to, yeah, I, I ask them about what are their goals? Why are their goals mm -hmm. important to them? Uh, I really mm -hmm. get down to the nitty gritty because at the end of the day, we, we might have goals, but sometimes they're not always tangible. And sometimes we don't have that emotional buy-in. And we, so when mm -hmm. it goes back to finding the why behind the goals, do you want to do mm -hmm. this because this is what your parents want for you? Do you want to do this because it's just what your friends are doing? Or do you truly mm -hmm. in your heart believe you are meant to do this? And so once mm -hmm. we discover what those goals are and the why behind them, then we go over your action plan going, okay, here's what we need to do moving forward. Here's how we're going to make consistent progress. Here's what we need to make happen. And then from there, mm -hmm. that's when we go over the tangible commitments, daily progress every single day. And the expected mm. um, goes back to, uh, so I was talking about Benjamin Hardy. He talks about this thing called sprint goals. And mm -hmm. one of the things he mentions is that we accomplish, the faster you accomplish things, slower time is. And so, and the reason for that is because if you're like um, 20 years old and you're like, oh, I can't wait to go to Disneyland. And you wait mm. 30 years to finally go to Disneyland at 50 years old, you're going, oh crap, that 30 years went by really quick. But if you're going, you know what, I want yeah. to go to Disneyland and you go there next week, you're like, great, I have so much more time to do so many other things. And so that's why it's so important to accomplish things quickly. That is very true, actually. Yes. I think I should make <laughs> pre phone my Euro trip now. Oh, you definitely need to. Yeah, no, put it on the calendar. And, you know, I will say it's a mistake some people make is they say, oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. Yeah. They don't have a timeline. They don't have a deadline. They don't have an action mm. plan. They don't have an extra account that they can save for to, to make that happen. They just kind of mm -hmm. go, oh, that, excuse me, that would be nice to do that without an actual plan. And so that's why I love helping people put together and actually make it come true. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, so Andrew, I'd just like to go a step back. I mean, we already spoke about this for a startup entrepreneur, like, you know, how does he grow his business and how you help him out? But uh, so I have another follow-up question on that. Like starting a startup is very difficult. There are so many different things that you need to focus on. Like there is uh, invoicing, there is stock, logistics, there are uh, marketing content. So how does an entrepreneur kind of manage all these things in 2023 when, 
all of them are equally important. You definitely need a coach or you need a mentor because <laughs> um, so there's another guy, David Meltzer. He talks about the thing called the dummy tax. And he mm-hmm. talks about how why make the same mistakes as other people when you could just ask other people how to prevent yourself from making those mistakes. And mm-hmm. so, like you said, there is a lot that goes into building a business as a as a um, startup entrepreneur. But the number yeah. one most important thing is: Are you making sales? Are you driving in revenue? You can have the mm-hmm. most gorgeous product, the most beautiful website, the the coolest logo, the the awesome merchandise. But yeah. if you're not making sales, you don't have a business. And that's, yes. a, that's a, at the end of the day, that's the most important thing that I love help people focus on is how are we driving sales and how are we making sure you're getting paid what you're worth. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I've helped various clients go from charging zero dollars for their services to over a thousand dollars for their services. I've helped clients mm-hmm. um, in the middle of the pandemic go from going, how am I going to make the next client to um, making over ten thousand dollars off one webinar in less than six weeks. And so what I love helping clients do is helping them discover where's the money, where is it, and how can I go get it, and then how can I make mm-hmm. sure I'm charging properly so that people are happy to say, here's my credit card, where do I pay? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I know many people who are quite undercharging for their services because uh, they're afraid they might lose a client. So I think, yeah, the point that you made is actually very relevant over there. Uh, but also, Andrew, I'd just like to ask you another question on that. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of talk about burnout. So first of all, do you think burnout is real? I mean, y- yes and no. I mean, bur- burnout is definitely something that's subjective. And I, I say that because one, there's, 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 lo- there's a lot of layers here. So A, burnout might mean you're not having enough help with your business. Um, it might hmm. mean that it goes back to your, your why isn't clarified for why you decided to do something in the first place. Um, and it mm-hmm. might just mean that uh, you need a, a motivational boost and, and, a, and that you're not taking care of yourself physically. Like, are you going to the gym? Are you drinking enough water? Are you eating in a healthy way? Um, mm-hmm. So w- when it comes to burnout, it goes back to the importance of having a coach, having a mentor, maybe even having a therapist to kind of talk through what's really mm-hmm. going on. What's what's at the core of the issue um, and what mm-hmm. will be that one thing that would help you mm. get out of that burnout? Do you need to make another sale? Do you need to help someone um, be successful at something? Do you need to do mm-hmm. more of what you love? Like maybe you're working too much in your business. You need to do more bike rides. Maybe you need to draw more paintings or color more photos mm. in. Um, and mm. so it goes back to the, the why is, is so crucial. Like if you wake up every day going, I need to make this happen for someone. I, my business is so important. It's going to change the world. There should be no reason why you'd have burnout. Versus if you're mm-hmm. going, uh, it'd be nice if I could help some people today. Oh, it'd be nice if I could build my business a little bit today. It, it goes mm-hmm. back to decisions versus choices, like deciding I'm building this business, burnout's going to hold me back versus going, oh, well, we'll see how it goes kind of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, obviously you can have a whole podcast episode on burnout and people have written so many books on it. And there's, there's lots yeah. of layers for a reason because there's lots of causes and lots of solutions. And so it just goes back to each individual person and their circumstances and what, what they need. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so that brings me to my next question. Uh, how does an entrepreneur maintain a work-life balance? Like you spoke about paintings and, you know, doing stuff that you like. So how do you know when is the right time to kind of lay back and chill? And, you know, and when is the time to push and go ahead? Yeah, so one of the things I liked uh, hearing once is there's no such thing as a work-life balance because 
everything is life. <laughs> it's all, it's all life. And so really it's yeah. called the work play balance. And I'd say, yeah, in, in today's age of remote work and virtual work that you do need to set office hours for yourself. You need to say, you know what, I'm going to work from, um, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. or 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., whatever kind of hour shift you want to do. Um, and then having those office hours decided, like, do you want to work four hours, six hours, eight hour days? Do you need to work a 12 hour day and then a six hour day to help make up for it? So it goes mm. back to deciding what you want your ideal work schedule to be like, um, being mm. ultra focused during that time to be productive as far as meeting people, making pitches, getting new clients, and driving in revenue. That's always should be the top top goal and top priority every single day meet people tell them what you do make offers get paid mm. essentially um and then as far as play balance uh yeah just knowing what you like to do for fun i mean it's okay to play mm. video games in moderation it's okay to watch sports games in moderation it's okay to um i, I always make sure i do at least 30 minutes of walking every single day of, of gratitude of listening to a new book of i'm listening to a podcast um, make sure that I'm, I'm moving every single day. Of course, I do three or four workouts every single week to make sure I'm staying in shape. Um, yeah. So the answer is blocking out time in your calendar so that no one can disturb mm. you during your play time. Um, and that's how you maintain everything. Yeah. So do you work virtually currently, Andrew? Or do you like meet your clients in person? Yeah. So I've been a full-time virtual entrepreneur since October 2021. Um, mm. And Oh, sorry. October 2019. Oh, geez. Time, time goes by fast. Um, wow, it's and four some, years already. Yeah, so come up in four years and in a few months. Um, but it, it was just something I, I decided um, is that I was working at the time. I was working at a job I loved, in the nonprofit world, but I wasn't getting paid the money that I wanted to be paid. And so mm -hmm. I had a stable income because I also own an ATM. And so I'm the mm -hmm. guy that gets that $3 transaction fee that people pay <laughs> when they take money out of the machine. Um, yeah. So I, I just kind of left cold turkey. I had a stable income to kind of keep me going. Um, and based off that uh, income, I decided, you know what, I'm going to figure out how to make this work and be a full-time virtual entrepreneur. And so um, by uh, in, in May 2020, I did my own virtual event. Um, it was called Fight the Fluff to help make sure that uh, the speakers gave great content and great value. Um, people enjoyed the events. And based on that event, that's when I was able to be um, hired as the chief marketing officer for PodFest uh, Global mm. and PodFest Expo. And they've been one of my top clients over the years while I'm still growing my coaching business on the side. And so, um, yeah, the answer is I was able to make it happen by deciding it's what I want to do, putting in the work, being focused on it. I call it focus blitz and then making it happen. That's nice. That's very interesting. So that's, I guess, around the time of the pandemic as well, right? But, uh, After the, <clears throat> the, so you yeah, shifted so to the virtual world? Yeah. yeah, so I, I was lucky. I got like a uh, you know three four month uh, head start or six six month head start on the virtual world because I was able to work virtually for six months before the world had to mm. go virtually. So I did get a head start, which was which was definitely nice. Um, but yeah. then of course, when the whole world went virtual, that that worked too because what I wanted anyway. <laughs> and so exactly, um, I love yeah. working virtually. I can uh, work from California. I can work from New York. I can work from Texas. I can yeah. fly over to Europe and work from there. So. It's definitely mm -hmm. something I would recommend for people if it's something that they want to do. Yeah, yeah. So what's your take on working virtually in terms of productivity? Do you think that's increased your productivity and your business or has that been a deterring factor for you? It goes back to it, you have to set boundaries for yourself. You have to be focused. Um, you know, sometimes mm. I, I switch things up by going to work in a cafe. Sometimes I go work in a co-working mm. space. 
um, because also whenever you're working virtually, you want to make sure you, you don't see your, your bed um, because you don't want to get tired in the middle of your work day. <laughs> so uh, do your best to not work in the same room as your bedroom because your bedroom should be mm. a place of, of solace, of, of quietness, of peace and, no and, dead. Yes. and, and getting tired. Um, but it goes back to like, I have my work hours that usually I work about uh, nine to six each day. And then um, I get up in the morning, do my morning routines. I always have my evening routines of, of journaling, how my day went, how I'm gonna prepare for tomorrow, reviewing my goals um, and just figure out how I can constantly improve myself. And so that, that, that's what I'd say is for, for a virtual schedule, just making sure you have set hours that you're gonna work, um, set hours you're gonna play, do your, do your best to like have a, area of the house just for work and then away from the far as bit away from the bed as possible um and then just get stuff done make, make, make it happen make sales and get paid that's it that's it well wow, this is an amazing session andrew i i mean i learned so much from you good <laughs> and i think yeah I, I should start taking accountability as well yeah uh, you should so before <laughs> before i let you go i'd like to ask you what's one tip that you'd like to give any startup entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs who are struggling to take accountability, like how do they get started by taking accountability for themselves? Yeah, so it goes back to, so if you're a startup entrepreneur and you want to take accountability, I'd say, you know, if, you know, obviously I'm going to raise my hand and say, contact me. I'd love to help uh, <laughs> you, you be accountable. Um, but of course, like I care about people's success. So even if you need to call a close friend or family member, and say, hey, uh, we'll, we'll call. We'll say, Jim. Hey, Jim. I I need to get this work done. I need to build my website by the end of this week. Um, here's some money that I'm uncomfortable losing that I don't want to lose. Only give me this money back once I get this website done. Um, and so you have to give someone that you trust will actually hold the money. That no matter how many how big of puppy eyes you give them, or how many times you <laughs> beg them, please give me money back. Please give me money back. It, it won't be until they say, nope. Let me see your website. Let me make sure it's done. And then not only do you have a website built, but you feel like you get paid again to, to make it happen. So um, that, that's what I'd say for people who want to get involved in accountability um, or, uh, you know, with other people too, they're like, you know what, I, I'm not motivated by money, but um, here's a super embarrassing video of me. And they send it to me and they say, if I don't get this done by the end of this week, post this publicly for the world to see. And oh, uh, they get it done because they don't want that video posted. <laughs> Well, I have a few videos as such, so yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. giving me a few ideas now. Mm -hmm. But yeah, All I'm right. happy to, happy to um, walk you through accountability. Like I said, um, yes. my specialty is it's, it's not just accountability, but I also help people with, with sales, with marketing, with, with uh, getting their confidence up so they know how to build a full-time yeah. business and charge their worth. Um, and so you can feel free to reach out to me on uh, the Andrew J. Weiss on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook. Um, you could also email me Andrew at weisswisdom.com and I'd be more than happy to talk through how I can help you reach your results 10 times faster. Awesome. Yes, Andrew. And we'll put your link in the bio as well and in the description. So if anybody wants to contact the contact Andrew, you can directly do it through the post. And also we have a lot of clients, uh, at wish up ourselves who are many, who are entrepreneurs and startup, uh, owners. So I think, uh, yeah, many of our listeners could definitely, uh, use your help over here. Perfect. Happy to help. All right, Andrew. Thank you so much for your time. It was amazing having you on the show. And uh, thanks once again for taking the time off. And we got to learn a lot from you today. You're very welcome. Thanks for hosting. All right. Cheers.